Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our all new episode of Inside the Mind of a Blur. This is our eighth interview series, and we are joined here by a special guest. But before we get started, it is your your usual co-host, Laburu himself, Prince Ayla Wall, the Jinn of Apocalypse, the son of Darkseid. How are you guys doing today? And with me, as per usual, is the CEO, the head boss of It Mob, Steve. How are you doing today? Man, I'm good, man. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm having a good week. Coach won on Thursday. They represented, so I'm good to go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. I mean, I know it was the Jets, but it's. I mean, a win's a win. The win's <laughs> a win. You got to play who's in front of you. <laughs> That's dope. And today we have a special guest, another comic book writer, a comic book CEO, a head boss in the comic book industry you know uh, all black everything you know <laughs> calvin chambers shout out to you and icarus you know, first of all how are you doing today what's going on everybody how are you doing today i'm doing pretty good uh, eagles nation by the way so i don't know about the folks ah, <laughs> ah, mm. talk my stuff right now. <laughs> oh yeah y'all y'all playing the charges right now y'all okay <laughs> all right y'all got our first round pick that's what y'all got <laughs> hey all right so calvin we're definitely excited to have you today so tell us about icarus introduce the the world to those who don't know about icarus comics all right um so icarus metro comics is basically a world uh, where you know everything exists paranormal activity uh people with powers aliens monsters Werewolves, vampires, humans, different dimensions, different portals, different lost civilizations, um, anything your mind can think of. Um, I kind of, you know, came up with this idea of like creating a world where, um, and, and it all started with one character, right? I all created just one character. Um, and actually, I'm gonna be honest with everybody, a lot of this stuff started with fan fiction. You know what I mean? I, you know, I grew up, I didn't grow up reading um, DC comics. I didn't grow up reading Marvel comics. I didn't even grow up like watching like a lot of Marvel. The only thing I really grew up watching with Marvel was like X-Men Unlimited. But I did grow up watching a lot of like DC, Batman, Batman Beyond, Batman mm -hmm. Beyond Return, Justice League, Static Shock. Um, and I always wanted to like write my own story for you like a character like this, you know? So I started doing like little fan fiction, little ideas, oh, what if? Batman teamed out with, uh, you know, Static Shock to to fight X, Y, and Z in this new world and the new Batman, whatever, you know? So I started doing stuff like that. And then I said to myself, I was like, yo, why don't I just make my own characters? So I made my own characters. Um, and, and things started, like, stemming, like, like the ideas just started forming together. Um, and I actually started a combo company with a friend um, a couple of years ago. It didn't do so well. We um, not not because of sales of the books, but rather because of business decisions. You know, poor resources of our money, poor poor usage of our time. Um, so we eventually split ways. I mean, we had a book. We sold out the book um, on our first run. It was it was it was doing good. You know, it was like a, a start. Um, I went off and I started my own uh, webtoon called Juice. So Juice was the precursor to Icarus Metro. It's the same world. Um, it's it's uh, a lot of the characters from Icarus Metro are in Juice, um, especially Icarus Metro One. 
So, you know, I kind of like took that as like a um, pilot almost to like use to create Icarus Metro. But, you know, being that it was all like based off of stuff in my head. And as a writer, it's difficult to like really flesh out a story. If, if you have the entire story in your head and you're trying to pick everything to paper, because then you're just in your head the whole time and you expect the reader to know what's in your head, but you can't expect the reader to know exactly what's in your head, you know? Um, so I started fleshing out the world. I started creating the world, explaining the world, explaining the world, explaining the world. Um, and that is essentially the goal of Icarus Metro. You know, Icarus Metro is basically a flagship, a, um, a fresh breath air with comics, a, a new intro to a new type of society, a new type of people. Um, each issue, honestly, is going to be very different because each issue is going to highlight a different member of a female-led team called the Paladins. Now, of course, you know, I am going to revisit the prequel. I'm honestly not sure. And this is like some inside information. You also know, laugh for those who are listening. Exclusive. Exclusive. I'll be know. dropping explosives for sure. <laughs> bet that, bet that. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, I'm honestly not sure whether or not I'm going to actually do the prequel as a manga or if I'm going to do the prequel as a animated pilot. You know, as like, like doing animation. Because I have an animator who's been working on like some like animation clips for me and stuff. Um, so it, it's possible because he knows some animators from like Naruto and One Piece, but there's the money side of that. You know what I mean? So, so it's like, okay, how do I do that? Because I guess I can't do that. You know, it costs like, I heard it costs like 125 million just to create the 12, first, 12, first 12 episodes of One Punch Man. Yeah. How much again? I heard it cost 100, no, 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 not 125, wow, sorry, 1,250,000. Oh, 1.25, yeah. 1.25, wow. for the first season of One Punch Man. Wow. I mean, don't get me wrong, the, the, the quality was was amazing, you know what I mean? Like, everybody was just like, you know, like, Everybody got addicted to One Punch Man based off that one that first season, mm -hmm. so they needed to do that, you know. But just imagine someone like someone like me, right? Oh. Yeah, just imagine someone like me, a new creator, right? We want to in an age where everybody is addicted to TikTok, everybody's addicted to Reels, you know. If, if something to animate or something doesn't attract you, if, if a comedy doesn't attract you within the first five seconds, maybe even the first 10 seconds, people are not watching it. They're not giving it a chance. That's why it took a lot of people to give uh, Attack on Titan a chance, took a lot of people to give Hunter Hunter a chance, took a lot of people to give One Piece a chance, and people still not giving One Piece a chance. Yeah, I mean, this is a huge community, but people still not giving One Piece a chance because you got to watch basically like maybe three arcs to just like get really invested. You know, so like in a world where you have to like, like you have to get people like hooked on like the first minute, you can't put out something with, with the quality of 90s anime graphics. You got to put out something quality of One Punch Man. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's another story. Um, so yeah, Icarus Metro is a flagship. Um, I wanted to create this world, um, and each character I wanted to go a little more in depth in each character, and you know, with the possibility of having readers pick out what their favorite character is 
you know, honestly, I have like this, this first 10 issue all planned out, like what I want to happen, how I want to end, but what goes on beyond there for this specific set of characters, I don't know. It depends on who's the favorite, you know, whether or not people like Simone Stone from issue one or people like Viscosity from issue two, or they like, you know, the next character for issue three. Um, and everything follows a linear story where they're fighting off um, these new villains that are introduced in, within the second issue. So we find out that because of what happened, the, the things that happened in issue one were because of this villainous group. And this villainous group is going to be terrorizing the paladins for throughout the entire series until the last two chapters were there fighting them. So, yeah, that's, that's Icarus Metro. Um, of course, with you know, Icarus Metro Comics as a whole, as an entity, um, you know, planning other different comic series, short comics, um, you know, planning on eventually, you know, submitting film scripts, definitely trying to just expand. Me, what I'm trying to do as a whole, um, personally, is I'm trying to bring about a new medium of comics, a new medium of stories. And it doesn't have to just be comics, it could be like novels, graphic novels, um, actual books, just bring a new medium of stories so people can enjoy um, from a different mindset. I feel like a lot of the same, a lot of the stuff that you watch on TV um, is basically carbon copies of each other. You know what I mean? There's, there's a few that's distinguishable. Don't get me wrong, but it's hard to find those. Like, um, and this is not related to anime because anime, you know, they're all different. But I'm talking about like stuff on Netflix, stuff on Hulu, stuff on, uh, um, you know, Disney Plus, HBO Max. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the the Dota series. Oh, okay. I've seen the Dota series on on Netflix. I really enjoyed the Dota series. I really enjoyed um, what's the other one uh blood of zeus okay you know but how often are we getting stuff like that we're getting record of ragnarok we're getting uh you know uh and i want to talk bad about Ragnarok. we're getting um what's the other way of the house the husband yeah the, well well i i wouldn't count that because that's the anime but well, Rugged Ragnarok is an anime too, but like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. We're like, what, what is this? You know what I mean? Why, why are you wasting money and stuff like this and putting this out there when nobody really wants to see it? Like, I, I've heard nothing but bad things. Um, so me personally, man, I'm trying to bring about just new mediums, new things for people to read, fresh mindset, fresh perspective. Um, I want people to... I want people's heart to race when they're reading this story. I want people's heart to race. And at the end of the story, um, not every story, but I want, you know, like, I want the eyes to get teary, but no tears to drop. I want them to be like, damn, I felt that. Um, wow, that reminds me so much to myself or someone that I know, you know? Um, I want to do a comic con. And let me know if I'm talking too much. Um, no, we here to spotlight you, bro. Okay. Enjoy. I went to, <laughs> <laughs> I went to a Comic Con. Um, I've ended at Comic Con a couple of months ago. And um I saw some girls, right? Saw some girls, Icarus Metro One. 
And they came back the next day, he was telling me how great the story was and how, you know, oh my God, I love the character, this is that. And it's just like, that brought to, brought to me a realization that, hey, I'm doing something like, people are, you know, there, there are certain people, there's a certain type of people that is really attracted to certain personality types and certain characters. Now, from my feedback, I understood that, you know, Acres Special One, you know, resonates a lot with, with young girls growing up and trying to be their own person. Acres Special Two, um, I feel like will probably resonate with people trying to um, recover from past mistakes, you know, change the perception of how they were compared to how they are now, you know, and, and each issue, a paladin member, a member of the team that I'm highlighting will be uh, going through something life-changing like this, you know, going through a personal dilemma where, you know, I want to connect with certain audiences to bring more people, you know, bring more eyes on, you know, the, the story to let people know like, hey, there is something in this comic for you too. You know, the next one is family drama. The, the fourth one is, um, is someone realizing that revenge isn't the right answer. The fifth one is someone realizing that, um, you know, not to, yeah, Naruto, never give up. Was that Naruto? <laughs> never give up. Uh, believe, believe it and all that yeah believe it you know never give up i'm gonna be hokage believe it yeah you know it's just mm. different things like that so um yeah i'm looking to i'm looking to just create man I, I i've always been a creator i've always been a writer i got so many stories in my head and so many ideas i want to get out um the only thing stopped me is time you know yeah i understand so i do have a question so earlier you mentioned um uh setback that you had with uh the, basically uh bouncing back from a failure basically in a sense you know what i'm saying for lack of a better word you said that the um <clears throat> you said your story was selling out and things like that but you said that uh you guys had to the money management and things like that how did you learn from that situation and bounce back and everything um it was it was more so like process management you know what i mean like aside from making stories and making comics, people had to realize like I'm not just writing things down and getting someone to to make a story mm -hmm. um, and putting it out there for people to read. Um, like there's a process of like, okay, you know, I have to get the ISBNs, I have to get certain codes, I have to do a lot of formatting, I have to make sure my LLC is registered, make sure my website's up and running, make sure, you know. I'm Googleable, make sure that, you know, my content is being distributed properly, um, making sure that I'm keeping a record of all my, my expenses, you know, because it's, it's a, it's not just one person just writing a book and putting it out there. It's a whole process of marketing. I feel like, you know, with, it, it's funny. Um, and I'm pretty sure any business owner could tell you okay. this, that that's an online business. 65% of running an online business is marketing. Now, I just made that number up, so don't quote me on that. <laughs> but that's, that's roughly an estimate because like us as creators, we have so much fun, right? 
we have so much fun and and i'm not just talking about like digital creators like making comic books making books making uh social media content i'm talking about candle makers uh uh moss makers um you know you know whatever you know we all love making our our craft we all love making our product because we that's that's something that we know how to do but when it comes to the marketing that's the side of the business that people don't really tell you when you're making uh, a business they don't really tell you all the things that you have to do to market you got to find a niche you got to find a gimmick you got to find you got to you got to pit so much time and effort spent an entire day of the week making social media content for the next week and that's just something that you know I did not know before at that time. For one, I was very young. You know what I mean? I honestly was still in my party phase. So, you know, know. yeah, you know what I'm saying? So like being so, you know, I didn't really know what it took to to run a business, sacrifices you have to make um, in order to put out your stuff, especially if you want to put out something on a regular basis. Me, honestly, this year, this would be my second book for this year. Um, I was trying to push for, honestly, what was going to wait? people are just asking like hey you know where's the second book so i was like okay you know let me put out my second book this year and then i was going to in the next year hopefully i could put out three books because i was thinking about maybe just doing one kickstart i mean okay i may not do a kickstart for the next book okay next book i may actually just pick the book out you know and so on i may just do that for the rest of the books even if it takes longer, maybe one a year, I may just put the books out only because I feel like me, I'm a better salesperson um, for, you know, just distributing when I talk, when I show them the the, the work, when I um, put the effort out there. Because like I said before, it, it's 65%, 60% um, marketing, you know, I'm not going to be on TikTok uh, dancing, shaking my booty. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, I'm you know, not going to be doing none of that. You know, <laughs> doing the chica dance and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 what, what's that thing that they're doing now? They're uh, wobbling their legs and stuff. Like, hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> got to get you got to do the Barion challenge on there. <laughs> yeah, so, oh no! Uh, oh no! Oh no! I'm dead. I'm dead. Oh yeah, man. I I definitely understand that. Like, because it it's some of the things. It's like, man, I I feel like Instagram. I'm good at like you know what I'm saying like putting out some stuff, but. It's so many different social media routes that you got to go. And it's like, man, I ain't even think about marketing to each one of those. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Because even me now, I've decided to start trying to curate content for IG and trying to do, keep myself consistent, maybe to drop in a reel a day if possible, just to build up the base for everything that I do. So I understand I'm not about to start going to TikTok and start shaking my ass. I'm not doing that. I, I respect yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not that desperate for work. I'm not that desperate for attention at this moment. So I'm gonna leave that to the to the others. But um, a question I wanted to ask you is: so as you mentioned, you've done a Kickstarter for the first book, doing a Kickstarter for the second one because I've seen that you've been posting about the Kickstarter that is currently live. 
Um, can you, one, tell us more about the current Kickstarter? And then two, you mentioned that you may not even do it for book three and for the future. What are the pros and benefits? I mean, what are the pros and cons then when it comes to putting out a Kickstarter, when it comes to not just for other people who are currently thinking about it? I know Steve, uh, Scuba Steve is a, is a writer himself. So what is some advice that you have for that? Uh, well, first of all, like I said, first tell us about the current Kickstarter and then tell us first, uh, advice about first it. I'm gonna, yeah, first I'm going to tell you about the current Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to tell you about pros and cons um, mm -hmm. in my eyes. All right. So uh, current Kickstarter, we're running current Kickstarter to December 3rd, I believe. I thought it was December 8th, but I saw it, it was December 3rd. It's 30-day Kickstarter. Um, goal is 2500 it is a little bit more than our last no it's the same as the last goal actually 2500 was our last goal um yeah we're, we're definitely uh we're definitely slowly increasing i i want to try to find some ways to 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 really boost the kickstarter um really get the kickstarter out there i know that um it is a little bit of a rough time in the year we're getting there for Black Friday. We're getting there for Christmas time. People are thinking about other things. They're not thinking about comic books. If they are thinking about comic books, they're thinking about the large mass of new Marvel comics that's been releasing within the last month. Um, you know, and all the movies, you know, it's not a time where there's no content. Um, so, you know, I am taking a big risk here with that. Um, but either way, in this Kickstarter, you can get, uh, not only can you get the first issue, and not only can you get the Funko Pop that was with the first issue, but you can also get two new Funko Pop. You can get Funko Pop of Viscosity, the main character from this issue. You can get a Funko Pop of Catalyst, a new character that appears in this issue. You wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just slid past. I got Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, slow down. <laughs> Man, we got, got Funko Pop. Pop. Okay. Yeah, we got All right, can we, can we dive into that? Uh, got nice, nice flex. <laughs> How did this come about? Wait, wait, question, question, question. Is this is this podcast going to be uh, video or is it going to be? So we're, we're going to drop an audio and then, yeah, we could drop the video component. That's why I like to record it as well, just in case, because we have a YouTube channel as well. Uh, yeah, give me like, give me one, give me like 30 seconds, right? I'm no problem. No problem. He just slid that in there. Oh, like, yeah, I got, wait, Funko, wait. got Funko Pops. And oh, you know <laughs> Hold on. That is, oh, I need to. First of all, how is this possible? That's what I want to know. How, how, how does one acquire a Funko Pop? Because, look, I depend on how much it is, I'll start making Funko Pops to myself. I don't give a damn. <laughs> so I'm about to start really. making Ocean A Funko Pops. Mm -hmm. Podcast Funko mm -hmm. Pops would be lit. Mm -hmm. but two like you know that's a worthwhile investment you know if you could get on it early now that's a prospect kickstarter now i definitely want to put money towards it you feel me make it makes sense right this is the funko pop re-release for the first issue nice so this is let me actually change the background She's actually the character who was in my background just now. Okay. So this is the Funko Pop for this issue. Viscosity. He actually has like metal, liquid metal. Man, I'm out of breath. Oof. Uh, <laughs> actually, have liquid metal arms here. So it's like it's like blades, right? Mm. 
And then we have Catalyst. Funko Pop for this issue. Okay. You guys can see that. There's a blur. Okay. Yeah, so those are um, some of our top tiers that we have for the Kickstarter. Um, so we have a Funko Pop. We have uh, Funko Pop is made by a guy named Viet. Uh, he's on social media. You can make all type of custom Funko. Um, so yeah, they're all custom. So we're going to have like the new Funko for each character. I'm going to do 10 Funko, one for each member of the team. And going to have that for, uh, you know, as rewards for the Kickstarter. So um, not only that, we have some streetwear shirts. We have um, some, you know, some got some long sleeve streetwear shirts. Um, have the Icarus Metro beanie. We're gonna have some stickers, a magnetic postcard print, a not magnetic postcard, yeah, magnetic, yeah, magnetic postcard print. Um, some prints, stretch goal is a trading card, um, and you know, of course, you know, the stretch goals advanced. We're gonna get more trading cards, um, and you know, a new cover. I want to get a new cover from a DC Comics artist, um, but I'm just waiting to see if we can get that far. Uh, yeah, outside of that, you know, we have three different covers for the book. We have cover A, it's just viscosity. Cover B is viscosity, catalyst, and that three of the characters that's going to be highlighted within this issue. And the third cover is a double-sided cover. One front cover is viscosity, on the front is viscosity, and on the back is catalyst. Um, so, yeah, we're definitely trying to, you know, pick these different versions out. The last one, a double-sided is a Kickstarter exclusive. Um, the first two will be... Well, the second one probably be a limited print, um, but the first one is going to be like the like the first because each issue, issue A, is just of the character that's highlighted within the book, and then like the second book, the second cover is more like rigid street, um, and then the third cover is more like something that I felt was like needed, you know, like the third one for the first book was my first print. I've ever like done because Icarus Metro was originally supposed to be like uh yeah, it's supposed to be like a spellcaster series, but I was like, nah, I just I wasn't really feeling the magic. Yeah. You, you did something <laughs> innovative as fuck. Because usually on Kickstarters, you see the the clothes, the hoodies, and stuff like that. Maybe you know some prints. I ain't never seen nobody have like Funko Pops. Custom yeah, Funko bro. Pops, bro. Yeah, we having a Funko Pops, bro. bro All right, first flexing. after this, after this, I'm gonna need you to slide some information because now you know I want to get me a custom Funko Pop of myself. You know, I yeah. think that'd be cool. <laughs> so we're gonna need you to slide that information after this, after this for sure. Exactly. That is that is that is really because especially given the the uh hype and the fandom around funko pops in itself the fact that for your business you can already provide like these are limited edition you know yeah i could provide funko pop i could come i could provide um two different hoodies i could provide a streetwear shirt of course i'm looking for more designs i might get an embroidered like honestly like i feel like aside from comics i could also turn into streetwear but it's like is there a market for that you know um will i be another hype wing will i be a primitive i don't know but that's just another avenue you know because it's like okay you know will people wear it uh will people wear it because of what it looks like or will people wear it because they know the series 
know? So, like, I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, you can get a lot with the Kickstarter, um, mainly the book. But, of course, like you said, there's other incentives that you can get with the Kickstarter. Um, and I know the next question was pros and cons. Yeah, you know, in terms of you, you're doing your second Kickstarter, but you're thinking about moving forward, you're just going to do self-promotion and whatnot. So what are the pros and cons? Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to be completely real with you guys on the podcast. Um, that's podcast four, you know, um, not going to not going to be us or anything like that. Um, I feel like the pros of Kickstarter mainly is one to recoup the cost that of like actually producing the book, actually making the book, actually getting the work to happen, printing, whatever, um, especially as a self-publisher. Two benefit is um, marketing. You can get your book out there, market, create a campaign, get people, if people are not only getting the book, but they can get some swag to it too. They can get other items that get them more invested in the series. And three, a benefit is uh, depending on the market, depending on how much you give for people to back or depending on how, um, what type of platform you use, whether I use Kickstarter and Indiegogo, you can have a little bit of a starting fund in order to produce your next book, right? So it's not necessarily something that comes out of your pocket for yourself because you have this leftover for the Kickstarter or the Indiegogo, whatever. And you're like, okay, you know, I'm gonna use this to, to, to start the process of my next book. That way, you know, whatever the difference is, it's less out of me. And it's more coming back from the people that wanted this first book, now I'm providing them with a follow-up. Um, personally, I think the biggest issue or the biggest con of like a Kickstarter or Indiegogo, um, and this is just probably from my personal knowledge of it like and and, and yeah, i don't know what not this says something about me but i feel really embarrassed if it failed you know i don't know about anybody else but i feel a little embarrassed you know you put all this time in the market getting it produced doing all these different things and it fails and you're like you know but people want the book don't get me wrong it's just it's just the thing of like asking for money you know mm -hmm. what i mean instead of just having the books available and going to a con and selling the books there you're asking people for money and then now it's just like it's a taboo almost you know what i mean so it's like it, it's just the perception of it you know for those who are not backing projects regularly or super into comics and you come to them with a kickstarter and you're like oh you know but you know me you're my friend you know blah blah support it's just like uh yeah mm -hmm. i mean it's not like i'm buying a book but it's not it's not processing that's that doesn't process that they're actually buying a book from you they're supporting you you know what i mean they're, they're, they're reading your your work plus getting other stuff you know um i have people hit me up and i to the kickstarter hey can i cash up you for the for you know to give me a copy, hey, can I, you know, can I uh, sell you, send you some money for for the book? I'm like, well, just just do the Kickstarter, just sign up for the Kickstarter, mm -hmm. you know. But just that it just doesn't process, you know. So um, that I feel like is the biggest con of running a a, a campaign 
Um, I think the second biggest con of running a campaign is the time that it takes to fit into running a campaign. If you don't have a good uh, you know, marketer, if you don't have a good, um, if you're not good at graphics, if you're not good at making that type of social media content, um, if you're not diversifying your platform, it's going to be kind of hard to pull in that audience. You know, I know you guys said before um, that you guys are working on a plan to boost your Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Listening to Gary Vee um, a while back, and he said something on his podcast where, you know, what would people do? What would all these Instagram models, what would all these influencers, what would all these people do? if Instagram just went away, you know? You know, my Facebook, Facebook could just shut them down. Mm-hmm. Facebook could just say, ah, we're getting rid of Instagram. We're taking all the employees and we're throwing them over at Meta, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, what if OnlyFans just shut down? What are people gonna do? Where are they gonna put their content? How are they gonna, how are they going to, you know, you know, create? How are they gonna do what they were originally doing to bring in their, their livelihood? And mm-hmm. it's like you gotta it's like you gotta like have certain things to certain platforms. You gotta not only have a TikTok, but you gotta have a, you gotta have an Instagram. He said not only you gotta have an Instagram, you gotta have a TikTok, you gotta have a um a YouTube, you know, you gotta have a uh he didn't say nothing about Twitter. He said he said a TikTok and a YouTube just to get things out there for people to see mm-hmm. um, people know who you are, you know, especially as an influencer. And um it makes sense because it's like, okay, what if it does fail? What if it doesn't? Like, like you're only reaching a certain type of people you're you're promoting on on one platform. So this makes it difficult to run a campaign because now you have to format everything for every platform, and every platform has different algorithms. And you got to kind of learn each different algorithm. And then you know the stuff that you pin on YouTube, the reels on YouTube and TikTok, they might correlate, but. Yeah, that's not going that's not flying on youtube mm-hmm. you know youtube people want to see full-length shows yeah people want to see you know they want to see talk shows they want to listen you know if you go on tiktok they want something that catches attention for 10 seconds big bang big bang big you know what i mean like that's, that's all that's all they want to that's all they want to see you know um they'll see some comedy but mm-hmm. it's just it, it it's a lot of studying right it's a lot of studying and honestly, as a creator, that takes away time from you to create when you could be focusing on planning. Like, I believe that through the time that I've taken studying social media and studying the different platforms and how to really try to navigate. And, and I'm going to be honest, this, this navigation ain't successful so far, you know, only because I'm trying to do all of them at once. Okay. Like, there really wasn't no time to, like, build up one platform or build up another platform to build up another platform because if I'm doing that, I never put out a series. I'm just building up social media for nothing, you mm-hmm. know. Because I know some people say, Oh, it take five years to do this for you. I don't got that time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know, you could be back, I could finish the series in five years, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So um, that's it's it's a detriment you know, as a creator to try to learn different things that isn't what you're destined to or what you're targeting to produce. Um, And it takes away from time creating. So I know um, I actually had the opportunity to outline 
I, I've written and scrapped Icarus Metro 3 so many times, but I actually had the opportunity to sit there and do a good outline for Icarus 3 and 4 last night, surprisingly. Like, I was just, let me just do this. You know what I mean? I did it. So that's good because if I did not do that last night, I probably wouldn't have done that until after the Kickstarter was completed because I'm focusing so much time on marketing, on getting stuff out there, creating videos, creating YouTube content, creating TikTok content, that it takes away from time actually writing and creating. Um, so yeah, that's that's the big that's the big three, man. That's the big three for me. Personally, I wish you know, there was just more time in a day, but. Man, don't we all? <laughs> like, they say you 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 write uh, writing stories like comics or like reference. Yeah, so like usually, like you know, what I'm saying with this, like we try to highlight you guys or whatever. I don't like to like you know, what I'm saying okay, pull, okay. pull we'll from y'all or whatever and try to. Yeah, pull, we'll, we'll but talk about we'll but talk since about you you know, what I'm saying since you asked, I am um, gonna start promoting my thing tomorrow. Actually, my story tomorrow. Um, so by the time this release it already been like on a high prom promotional thing and then in january i'll release actually i'll i'll, I'll uh show you like the co cover page and stuff offline and everything so you can see kind of what i'm working with and stuff like that but i'm i'm definitely i'm definitely doing something i don't like to take away from nobody's you know what i'm saying segment like you know what i'm saying this this is about yeah, yeah, chambers yeah, and Icarus, no, you know no, what i'm saying i understand, I understand. <laughs> you know, look, I, look the, the thing is with me man personally like i just have a guy who's just like very curious it's like what others are doing. You know what I mean? Oh, because, okay. Yeah. Because I, I personally, I like this support. Like, if I like something, I look at it. I'm like, yo, this look tight. Like, I'm interested in reading it. Then I'm, mm -hmm. a, I'm a support. You know what I mean? Because that's just, that's just the type of person who I am. You know? Same. Like, I like to see. I, I don't want to just see myself at the top because, um, and this is something that my dad told me. He's like, yo, the top is very lonely. Mm -hmm. When you, when you go in and navigating and pushing yourself past the limits. And you mm -hmm. get into the top of, of of whatever type of goal or what your destination is, mm -hmm. and you just go up there, you get very lonely. You mm -hmm. don't got anybody, nobody else is up there. You know, yeah. you're always looking down on people, you're always looking over people. And I'm not mm -hmm. trying to get that. I'm trying to trying to build up with people so that we're all eating together at the same table. Facts. Yeah. I'm the same way, man. I'm all about, I'm not about competition, I'm about community. So like, yeah. instead of like beating each other up, trying to get to the top, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let, what do I got to do to support you and support this other person? And all this, that's another reason why we even came up with the interview series. Cause I knew there was so many other writers and comic book artists and things like that, creators or whatever that are trying to do the same thing that I'm trying to do. But you know what I'm saying? This is a part, uh, so place at a time and, you know, spotlight them and things that they doing it on the come up and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's um, it's interesting, man, because honestly, I wasn't going to start Icarus Metro even as a comic. I was actually thinking about just doing it as a um, like, you know, like the regular like manga books, like the thick manga books and stuff mm -hmm. about doing it as as that type of um, art style. Uh, but I just I don't know, for some reason, I chose comics and I was like, all right, let me produce this, get this as a comic made. And uh, I'm going to do that for the remaining of this series. But. Um, I feel like a lot of my other series is going to be, it's going to be different art styles because I'm a very versatile person. You know, yeah. I'm not going to just provide something, you know, based off of because I'm American. You know what I mean? I'm mm -hmm. providing 
based off of what I like personally. Um, okay. Like right now, guess guess what I have on TV right now? Like guess the streaming service? Explanation. No, it's Crunchyroll. 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 Right yeah. now, <laughs> watching World That's Trigger. World hey, Trigger is fire. You saw that last episode? Yeah, I just watched it. Yeah, <laughs> so fire! I read the manga, I know everything, but the, just watch the out of it is so so. Oh my fun. goodness, man! Chica is a monster, man. Mm-hmm. She, she hit him with meteor. Oh god! Yep. Everybody, everybody, you know, you know what's crazy? You know what they said? They said, "What is that?" They didn't even see her with that black. <laughs> yeah, they just no. like, yo, what the hell just happened? <laughs> it's just completely off guard. Like yo, I was like, if y'all saw that blast on her hand, like I was just like, come on, man, yeah, y'all need to see that. And I, and I thought Hughes was gonna be a little bit more of a monster. He's still a little reserved, mm-hmm. but Chica, she, you know, she, yeah, Oof, man, yeah, I, I could talk about anime all day. Man, I just the One Piece episode, bruh, Brooke, yeah, and, Brooke I, and uh, uh, Frankie, bruh, them hey, two pounds, they bro. ride out. You know yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be at Anime NYC one day. Um, Anime NYC plans to premiere episode 1000 uh, live, so I'm I'm gonna be there for uh, for sure. Uh, the 20th, November 20th. Yeah, yeah. I about to say so. We talk about Icarus the comics, but let's talk to, talk about Calvin, the uh, the, author, the person. Yeah, the person. So okay. since we kind of on the subject or whatever. And you know, I'm a one piece stand as well. I know Abe is like that too. So <clears throat> first off, first off, before before we get to that, uh y'all going to anime NYC? I am. I'll be there. He'll be there. there. What, what, what days you going? I'm I'm gonna be there for all three days because I'm I live in Cali right now, but um oh, okay. I'm from Jersey, so I'm going back home and you know, I'm right across the river from New York okay. City. Yeah, so. I'm in Jersey. I'm in yeah. Jersey, I'll be there on a Friday. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll see you. All right. Yeah, I'll hit your line. Make sure yeah. we link up. Yeah. Uh, where yeah. Where in Jersey are you from? Uh, I'm in Plainfield. Plainfield. Okay. I'm from Newark. I'm from Newark. Okay. Okay. Family from Newark. So. Yeah. Better, better. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. I'll see you Friday. There. That's we. we okay. All right, bro. We about right. almost two weeks out. Well, less yeah. than two weeks out. Now we less than two weeks out. Yeah, I'm excited. It's just, I haven't been home in like three years, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, so back to the oh, question. Sorry. I was about to ask. So uh who is your favorite straw hat that's not Zoro Luffy Sanji? Because you, know, <laughs> you know the monster trio. We already know who the monster yeah, trio is. Yeah. <laughs> we know who the supernovas. We yeah. know we gotta get about. Who who is your favorite straw hat that's not those three? Sanji's uh honorary supernova after this last episode. Um Favorite straw hat besides those three. Um, can't say Yamato, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we still waiting to find we out. Well, well, like, but all right. So, spoilers for those who don't read the manga. We can. Oh. I don't know whether or not they could just jump. Whatever. Yeah, we we both read the manga, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We all right. It. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> at this point on, come back in like five minutes for for <laughs> us to get off the spoilers. All right, you got five. We're giving you five minutes, Calvin. What? This is all spoilers right here. All right. All right so, so the way Luffy talks to Yamato, he talks to him like he so he yeah she talks he talks to him. Like he is a member of the crew. Like, hey, listen to me. 
go protect uh, uh, Momo. Go mm-hmm. do this. Go do that. And she's like, yes, yes, yes. Like, she is basically Odin mm-hmm. Straw Hats, as Odin was to Roger's crew. Not as Odin was to Whitebeard's crew, but as Odin was to Roger's crew. Mm-hmm. Because, they're, because they're forming parallels. Yeah. Um, I had a picture and it was like the original picture of the Straw Hats. And one of the members of the original picture of Straw Hats actually reminded me of Yamato. Um, but that's another that's another topic. I, I I'm about know. to say that's all, that's all hypothetical. That you say that because Luffy says in like episode nine or something like that, I want to have a crew with 10 members. A lot of people feel like since there's 10 people on the crew now, because they include Luffy. Yeah, they, no, 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 no. they don't yeah. understand. Yamato is that tenth member. That's my yeah, idea. Luffy yeah. didn't count himself yeah. as a tenth member. Yep, that, that's what members. I think. He said ten members besides myself. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think I don't think people caught that. Yeah, so I think I'm I'm with you, bro. I think Yamato's gonna be a. 10th and even if, correct me if I'm wrong. In Thriller Bark, didn't he name the positions he was trying to fill to when he, he acquired Brooke? He, he did. Do you do? Do you remember them? I don't remember all of them, but it, Brooke made sense because he wanted a musician. Yeah. Because we, because we don't know what Yamato role would be. Uh, yeah, because I didn't yeah. know that uh, Jimbei was a helmsman until they actually said Jimbei the helmsman. Yeah. yeah. So so here's the thing. Here's here's also the thing I'm thinking. I'm thinking Yamato would be in the crew, kind of like how Vivi's in the crew. So I think Vivi, I think Vivi will come back because she is a straw hat. What people don't realize is the straw hat may already have its tenth member, mm-hmm. which is Vivi, because she's already a straw hat, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't know what type of role Vivi would play in a full straw hat crew. Now that whatever happened with Vivi and Sabo and and Mary Joyce, yeah, we don't know yeah, what, we still got yeah, we don't know what type of role Vivi would have on the crew, right? We don't know because mm-hmm. she was in the early days and she still identifies herself as a straw hat, right? Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, Yamato is Odin for the mm-hmm. straw hats as Odin was to Roger. So she may be a crew member, but a temporary crew member, right? She may say she may be an 11th member and still roll with them. But then after they find the one piece, she'll go back home and the rest of the crew will stay together. Now, the thing is, or she might go with Momo, right? Mm-hmm. The thing is, which, now I still believe Yamato has a favorite, uh, uh, not as a favorite. I still believe Yamato has a straw hat, but Yamato already knows what the one piece is. Mm-hmm. Kaido doesn't know, Big Mom doesn't know, but Yamato already knows because Yamato has Odin's logbook. True. Yamato yeah. does, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yamato doesn't tell Luffy. Yamato can't really instruct Luffy where to go, but Yamato already knows what it is. So that's that's the part that's a little confusing for me. You know what I mean? Plus, the might... other thing, too, even if, like you said, even if Yamato doesn't actually join, we still have the Grand Fleet. Yeah. So Yamato Good. could end up leading, because Yamato also said that he wants to go to sea. As well, he wants to travel to sea, so yeah. we can get like the Wano Beast Pirates, uh, sh- Grand Fleet, uh, member of Straw Hat Grand Fleet too. That's a possibility. Mm-hmm. 
It is a possibility, but I do personally think that Yamato will be joining them on the ship. I think so. I do, I, I do think Yamato will be joining them on the ship. Um, and personally, I want Yamato to be joining on the ship on the ship because Yamato is tall. She's like, she is. I want to say what? Like, isn't she like nine feet tall? Like Brooke height? Because Brooke tall. Yeah. 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 Oh, Yamato's Yamato tall as hell. Yamato is like eight, nine feet. Brooke is like, Brooke is like a Koji's height. Like, like. Well, Brooke it's because the One Piece heights so, be kind of inconsistent. They do. They do. Sometimes, because if you look at um, there's a the 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 one where they first gathered um in the manga where they was like, oh, yeah. it's the One Piece pirates. If you look at Brooke, he's towering over everybody height wise. But yeah. then there's other times he's standing next to Luffy and he looks five foot eleven. So <laughs> there's it's well, well, Brooke, Brooke is like the size of his son. You know, it's like six five. You know, Brooke and a Koji. You know, father and son. Uh, you know. Wait, 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 wait! <laughs> wait I thought you were gonna flip ass. <laughs> he called out Kiji Brooks' son. Oh, I'm dead. I'm dead. No, I mean, low key, they do look like they could be related. I mean, man, they both, man, they both are related. I'm just waiting for them to say. You know, just like how, <laughs> how they showed Zoro's father a couple of chapters ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. See, this says yeah. Brooke is eight foot nine. Okay. Okay. Well, Yamato's taller than that. Damn. Yeah, Yamato's taller than that. So, like, the reason why I wanted Yamato to join too is because, like, if Yamato joins and she's taller than Brooke, there's no need for them to recruit a giant when they go to Elbath. They have Yamato to smack up. That is some true. As hell. We still got to go to Elbath. Yeah. Um, well, you're, plus, you're, you're plus they, yeah. And plus, when they fight, they, they need another powerhouse. So, they have the Monster Five. For when they fight Shanks crew and for when they fight Blackbeard's crew and when they go after that world government, because there's no way, bruh. Like, there's no way Luffy, Zoro, and Sanji can fight the world government by themselves. No. I mean, you got you got Jinbei. Jinbei will get destroyed after defeating one powerhouse, and then he'll just get eaten up by the masses. Same mm -hmm. with Robin. Same. Same, maybe Frankie. Same with Chopper. Chopper oh. couldn't handle Queen. Yeah, yeah. So, they need to focus on Chopper being the medic because he's going. He's going to need to be useful when we get to those big fights. Yeah, so, that's facts. So my, they need they need another training arc. They need a well. I don't even think they had a training arc, but they need a training arc. Lightweight, say, yeah. I would say my 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 favorite character is Brooke. By the way, you know for for yeah, I was about to say okay, mine mine is Brooke. Just to let you know yeah. again. Oh yeah, yeah. My, after mine was Brooke after Whole Cake. Okay. Like outside. Oh yeah. Like Brooke showed out when he did oh, the Soul Brooke, King. Brooke, yeah. Brooke slept with Big Mom. Mm -hmm. He uh, slept with Big Mom. Two, 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 uh, Brooke, Brooke went face to face with Big Mom. Big Mom was like, "Yo, who the heck are you?" And he's like, "He." Brooke was like, "Young girl, like Brooke, Brooke, <laughs> Brooke's the OG." You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like he's like the pimp because he's the guy. oldest. Yeah, he's yeah. like eighty something plus. Yeah, yeah. And then no, no, he's a, he's like nineties, I think. Yeah, because he said he remember when Gold Roger was a rookie. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he died in his thirties, thirty seven, I think. That's when he died. Yeah. yeah. And then and then um, two, bruh, when Brooks smashed Big Mom's mom's painting, bro. I you know my like, I haven't really felt. 
that emotion in one piece since then. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been a lot of big things, and I'm waiting on certain moments to happen in the manga, like when all when 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 all five supernovas line up to fight Kaido and Big Mom. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just waiting for that chapter, and I honestly thought that was going to be episode a thousand, which I'm kind of disappointed that's not episode a thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was that was chapter a thousand, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that moment made my heart stop. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, oh man, you know. But uh, when Brooks smashed that painting, man, I was like, yo, this man wants all this. Like destroyers, they don't care. That's why I love One Piece so much because some other anime and other stories and other comics, they will be sitting there outlining the pros and cons of doing things. Now, nah, straw has just do, bro. Yeah, and I, I love the fact that they ain't it ain't just a like a I ain't gonna smash this painting because I'll get my ass kicked and then I have to wait for Luffy. It's like I'm gonna smash this painting and it's just gonna be it is what it is. Like yep. like I, I I fuck with that. Yep. I fuck with yep. that. It's different than other ones where they just like we waiting on the MC type thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but mine was Brooke too. I don't know it's about Brooke. you, Abe, but I was definitely gonna say I didn't know he was gonna choose Brooke. <laughs> I thought he was gonna say Yamamoto. Abe gonna say Nami Swan. Nah, he gonna say God Usopp. <laughs> hey, you on mute? You on mute? Don't play me like that. <laughs> Don't because I, I hated Usopp for the longest until Dress Rosa. Um, <laughs> dang. Come on, it, man. How, how you gonna it, hate someone to get cocky, man? No, it's just, bro, bro, bro. It's just I, I don't like characters that be like to talk, and then they, they, they be turning tail and running. They, they. I don't like those who are arrogant like that. You know, you need to back up your arrogance. And for the longest, like Usopp wouldn't, but then post time skip, after Usopp had his training, that's that's basically like that first training arc. He showed up. He showed out. I mean, he's still he's still the same Usopp that's going to talk a big game, but it's like, you know what? I got to put respect on his name. I can't keep denying it. That, that man got an arsenal. He keep that thing on him. You know? He keep that thing on him. <laughs> Yo, for real, for real. He, so, he mess you up. So do you think Usopp, like what, what race do you think Usopp is? Oh, I, keep black. Hearing, I keep hearing Jamaican. I keep hearing African. Uh, um, I've also heard Brazilian, but he, Brazilian. he a nigga. He a well, nigga. Say, I didn't, they, he a nigga. They say Luffy Brazilian. They do say Luffy Brazilian too. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard Jamaican, African, and I've also heard, or was it Dominican for? Uh, I think it maybe may have been Dominican for Usopp. I'm, I'll just yo, he a nigga. He 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 got melanin. That's plain and simple. He so he, so he, why, he melanated. So if he got melanin, why they make Usopp like that? <laughs> hey. Huh? Usopp got melanin, but let's let's be real. He got if he melanin, let's be real on some some real shit. If I know I ain't got powers and shit like that, like like everybody else, I kind of run too. Like, hey, I gotta get the fuck up out of here. Like, <laughs> that's, some, that's some nigga shit. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna stick around and run towards violence when I can get away. <laughs> hey, I ain't got no issues with that. But then don't be talking like, yeah, I'm the I'm the guy. You know, I'm this, and then it's like, oh. Oh, we got trouble. I bet you I'm out. I bet you all of us know a nigga like that too. We do. <laughs> so let's just be real. <laughs> so RDC, RDC posted a video about that the other day on their TikTok, man. It was driving. They said they said black people won't ever get caught in a scary movie. And he said, get a person just saying, turn around, turn around. He said, Oh, I guess we turn uh, yeah, around. Yeah, we we out there. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah, that joke was funny. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. 
Um, so what's your uh favorite comic, Marvel, DC, whatever? Because we, you know, we diving into you as the person. Um, what's your favorite was, comic or favorite comic book character? Okay. Um, honestly, my favorite comic. It's hard. To, it's hard to really say because you know my comic collection um, really expands to like a lot more DC than Marvel. Um, but of course, I like the Guardians of the Galaxy series. I like the X Men series. I like um, Invincible Iron Man series. I like uh, the um, Scott Lang Ant Man first run. Um, I never really read DC like that. I wish it was like a real, I wish it was an app to read DC, kind of like, um, kind of like how like there's the Marvel Unlimited app for mm-hmm. Marvel. Um, I know you can read a lot of like DC on the website and I have a site where I can get like cheap comics, um, depending on the issue and stuff. But, uh, you know, there's like certain characters, like for example, okay, say, uh, For example, got this on my wall. Uh, this is the first issue of Black Lightning. Ooh. Oh, okay, okay. Background filter. Hold on a sec. There you go. It is the first issue of Black Lightning. Got it graded when I got the comic. Um, yeah, issue one, first appearance of Black Lightning, Jefferson Pierce. So I had this. I guess it was like also maybe like a. I think the second issue was like the the opening of um they should what when this come out hold on we got the OG first of yeah it. right Jeez. what's that grade they put on it seven point five okay okay seven point five yeah um this was April first April in the seventies I think nineteen seventy seven yeah. 477, 1977. I got this actually before the series started. Um, so I was I was lucky because yeah, because it fool, yeah, nah, that draw would have gone up. Yeah, mm-hmm. When the series started, see, and that was the same with Titans too. Um, because I, I collect a lot of first issue, first appearances. I, I do like that's what I do when I go to Comic Cons. Um, I'll bring a lot of my comics and I'll say, Hey, anybody interested in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the first parents I have the first parent I have the first issue of new mutants graded mm-hmm. you know the first three um issues the that issue movie two, was terrible by the way it terrible. was <laughs> issue two and issue three is actually signed by the writer of the comic yeah. yeah and I got those graded and I also have the new mutant series the first appearance of Legion Professor X's son before the show came out on FX I love that show. That show was busted, bro. That first episode, I had to rewatch like two, three times because I thought I had like fallen asleep. I was like, yep. have I been drinking? I was like, yo, this is out of... Hold on, rewind. Did I miss yeah, something? I'll, I'll it was I, I replied to definitely did her thing in that show. Yeah, um, yeah she did. Yeah, she did. Uh, there is... I also have... Um, I got the, the Teen Titans issue, First Appearance of Nightwing. And appearance of in the death of Jericho, I think, before Titans came out. Man. And I actually got that when I was on Comic Book Man on AMC. 
So I was on Comic Book Man season seven, episode six, buying that issue before oh. Titans came. Nice. Yeah. nice. So now I gotta go find you on Comic Book Man. I was on there. I was on a couple of other, you know, different shows too, like that, just like doing like background work. Um does you see how this man just been subtly flexing his <laughs> I got subtly I've been on TV a little bit, you know, a little bit. <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, wait, I mean, I was just saying this today to someone else. I was like, look, um, one of my goals in life, man, is just to like be background extras, you know, just just have like a whole collection of movies that you could just kind of see me in. Um, I'm, I'm about to apply to being an alien on Guardians and Galaxy 3. And they got this open casting call for um they had an open casting call for Black Panther 2. But they just halted production today. Yeah. Yeah. I actually uh hey good luck to that. My my boy Hassan Rashid that I went to high school with was um in Black Panther, like an extra. Uh okay. He does a lot of like promo for it. He calls himself the guy in purple. <laughs> but like he's like he's always um posting stuff about it. And he I think he's gonna be an extra in the uh the new Black Panther that's coming out as well. Oh that's good, that's good. Yeah, shout yeah, out I, I just wanna um I just wanna like just do back. I mean, you know. I don't personally have time. Like I, I, I'd be a if, if they if they saw my personality and they want me to talk and try to act and do different things like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll play a bigger role, or whatever. You know, it's all hypothetical because I'm not an actor. You know, um, but I work during the day. You know, yeah. so I can't I can't just like I gotta have like some PTO, pick and choose what I want to do. You know, my time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just all about fulfillment for me. You know, what makes me happy. I just like to do things that make me happy. So we're gonna we're gonna take a a slight detour as well. We're gonna continue on the getting to know Calvin. So you're an Eagles fan. All right, so we got a Colts fan, we got an Eagles fan, we got a Rams fan. Got a what? A Rams fan. A what? Uh, oh (laughs) LA Rams, baby. (laughs) The 71 Rams with Stafford and Vanillatron about to break Megatron's record. Vanillatron? Oh, it's, I don't root for many New York or New Jersey teams. It's just the it, it, personally always hated it. I my my issue with the Giants and the Jets is the fact y'all play in Jersey. Yeah, y'all claim New York. I just feel disrespected at that point. Since y'all don't want to claim Jersey, I ain't gonna claim y'all either. Jesse and then, Jersey, they play in East Rutherford, but we don't uh, claim them. They're considered New York. It's like they're not even in the state. Regardless, regardless, I'm just like, all right. Well, I'm, when I moved out because I've been in Cali for about six plus years now. I've always, mm-hmm. I've always been a Peyton Manning fan. Peyton Manning is my QB one for sure. And then you know, it's not that I hate Tom Brady. I did hate Tom Brady. At this mm-hmm. point, you just gotta respect respect his legacy. But um, when I moved out here, I said, all right, I can go to games. I can go to training, uh, training facility and whatnot. Let me go visit the Rams and let me go visit the Chargers. You know, always following Peyton Manning his whole career. The Chargers felt kind of iffy. I felt like I was being, I was betraying him. But I had so much fun at the Rams practice during training camp. Like it was so personable. I got Todd Gurley's autograph. I was able to get autograph of like half the team, and I was able to just like take pictures with some of them, especially for the work I was doing as a chef. 
and then I went to Chargers practice, and it felt like, oh yeah, nah, <laughs> you guys got to stay all the way back there. They're they're all they're like two football fields away, and it's like, oh well, you know, I'm, this was when Melvin Gordon was still on the team. I'm like, oh, I could get a Melvin Gordon autograph. That's curious. Like, yeah, no, no, we need you to go to the VIP section. So Melvin Gordon went from talking to the normal fans who was there just like wanting to meet him and whatnot to, oh, let's go talk to rich folks. I'm like, all right, Chargers, I'm over y'all. So I I settled with the Rams um, and I've just been a huge fan ever since. And uh, like I said, I've gotten, you know, I have pictures with Cooper Cup when uh, I was working and he's off to a great season right now. Great start to the season. Got a picture with Todd Gurley when he was still a, a Rams. Um, Jared Goff, uh, Sammy Watkins when he was on the team. Um, Tyler Higby, uh, Sam uh, Samson Ibukam. Now he's with the 49ers. And currently, I just moved to the Bay like a, a couple months ago. Um, so yeah, you know, I I appreciate the Rams. I really do appreciate what McPay has been doing out here for up well in Cali for the team. Um, he, he been annoying me, but Hey, we got rid of golf and that has made a huge difference, huge, huge difference getting Stafford and Stafford is now getting a flex and show out and <laughs> remind people like, Hey, I may have been in Detroit, but I'm actually a good quarterback. Like, don't, <laughs> don't get it twisted. <laughs> don't get it twisted. So, but I, I know you ain't got love for us because you know, you, so we, it seems every time the Rams and the Eagles play each other, we end up hurting once. We <laughs> Wentz always get me getting hurt. So don't, don't get me started on Wentz. It, 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 it's crazy because um, yeah, I grew up an Eagles fan. I always been an Eagles fan. My whole family, all Eagles fan. Um, and we just had the worst luck, man. Like it, like my first Super Bowl I've ever watched personally was. 2004 Super Bowl against the um, Patriots. Oh, I remember and, that vividly. Mm-hmm. Lost, you know what I mean. So it was just like that was my first like actual like vivid understanding of football, like watching the Super Bowl. Um, and then like we were just like booty, you know. And at that time, I'm still like you know looking at different people, playing with the Madden. I'm like, all right, I was following Michael Vick. I was following um, To Dawkins, McNabb, uh, Peyton Manning. I was following. Um, uh, oh, you know, the, for loosely following Eli and Tom Brady. Um, so I was following like certain people, you know what I mean? I wasn't following the team as a whole, understand what the team dynamics are because I never really had that personal, like you said, like how you have with the Rams. I never really had that personable experience. Now, personally, like I won't leave following the Eagles. Don't get me wrong. But like, I feel like with other sports, I would want that, that personal yeah. feeling. Um, you know, although I am a Lakers fan, so it's, the, you know, you just... Golly, dog. I've always, I've always been a Lakers fan. Though. I'm, I'm a Celtics been, fan. Okay. Yeah, I've always been a oh, Lakers God fan. God damn, dog. You just, you know what? Let me, let me cut this off. We done. <laughs> we done. <laughs> I really hate Lakers fans. Like, I'm a Rams fan, but I really do hate Lakers sports fans yep. in general. <laughs> I hate Dodgers because I'm a Mets fan when it comes to baseball. That's okay. the only local team I follow, the Mets. I hope you're not a Phillies fan because I really do dis- dislike Philly sports. Uh, for for um, baseball, Yankees. Okay, that's fine. I- I'll as, accept that. As of now. As of now. So my thing is, it's like, I went to a White Sox game. I went to Chicago. I, you know, try to go to Yankees games. Um, but I never really had, like you said, like that personal experience, man. So mm-hmm. it's like, me personally, I'm not gonna live in Jersey my entire life. Um, I'm actually thinking about relocating to Cali. 
but that's all depending if I get a job out there. Um, so like when I when I do something like that, you know, I don't want to just go to the World Series championship, you know, team, mm-hmm. you know, but I do want to find like a team that I can really get personal with, whether or not it's hockey, whether or not it's baseball, whether or not it's golf players or whatever, you know what I mean? Just having that personal side to be like, all right, I'm following this. That's what I follow. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, I get like I don't like you might you guys might call me a fake fan for what I'm about to say for my Eagles or for my Lakers. Well, for Lakers, it's different because there's so many games of basketball. I'm not going to sit there and waste my time watching all the different games. Yeah. Like, I'll look at ESPN, see how they're doing. You know what I mean? I'll look at, I got the app notification. When they when when the game's over, I'll see if they want to lost. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, they won. Yeah, you know what I mean? But, like, for Lakers, for the Eagles, bruh, I always, every year, bro, say the same thing throughout the summer. Yeah, I'm about to go follow the Eagles this year. We're about to, we're about to make it all the way. We're about to go. We're about to win the Super Bowl game. Yeah, 2017 chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We're we going to do it. We're going to do it this year, right? I get there, sitting at the first game, game opener. Not the preseason, but the first game. We win. Yeah, yeah, Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. I'm all hyped. I'm all hyped. Yeah, 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 right? Second game lose I'm like, all right it's all good it's all good we got it we got the next game second game lose i mean third game lose <clears throat> fourth mm-hmm. game lose all right next year it is <laughs> and, then, and then from there on bro i just stopped watching the games i get the notification they lose you know <sighs> they mm-hmm. win i put the hashtag eagles nation i said and i put the Bit the bird, I said, "Come, you know what I mean." <laughs> like, like, you know, I just like, 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 like I'm just hiding from the shadows. They say like the Eagles and the they say all the fans from our division: Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, and was it uh, oh, the Washington Football Team? I'm still called the Redskins, and the Redskins they pop up out the woodworks whenever they win, but but pin drop silence every time they lose yeah and you know cowboys fans are kind of quiet right now since they just oh. they got smoked by Denver. Oh, i'm in <laughs> dallas so i know you're a cowboys fan no so this is a funny story so my mom um oh, you're Colts, right? my bad, my bad. yeah my mom thought she bought me a cowboys jersey uh no not a jersey a cowboys starter jacket uh-huh um like when i was in like the second grade but she bought me a coat starter jacket so then you know how kids are uh whenever we're playing the game and stuff you can't play with them you got to play with the coats you got a jacket you got to play with the coats so i've been a coats fan pretty much because my mom made a mistake a long time ago so like i played with them on blitz i played them with them um i don't know if you remember Deion sanders prime time you remember prime time that game on sega Oh, yeah, yeah, so I and I always play with the Colts, and then we just so happened to luck up and get Peyton Manning. So I was all like, "Oh, I'm good. I'm I've been here." And then now I'm going through life after uh, Peyton because Andrew Luck was straight. And then you talked yeah, about yeah. you talked about bad luck, and then that's what we got Andrew Luck, and then now we got Carson Wentz. And I I was I didn't want Carson Wentz from the jump. I was ready. I was like, man, tank and then trade a first round pick and try to get somebody like Trevor Lawrence. You know what I'm saying? Something, just do anything. I didn't want Carson Wentz. But I mean, it is what it is right now. Um, I'm riding with him. A lot of a lot of my, you know, friends that were Colts fans, they disappeared when Peyton Manning left. 
I realized I was like, oh, so I'm the only one that was real out here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, a lot of people follow their teams for certain people. It's like mm-hmm. for me, um, when Kobe left the Lakers, I was just like, oh, what are we doing? And then LeBron <laughs> came and then AD came and all these other people came. I'm like, oh, okay, we coming back. <laughs> Lake <laughs> show, <laughs> showtime. <laughs> I said, yeah. Showtime. Let me go get me some gear. <laughs> now, I am a Mavs fan, so I did stick, you know, loyal on that on the basketball side. We don't, we don't need to talk about the Mavs right now. We don't need to do that. Oh yeah. damn! Wow, wow! It's, it's y'all doing all right over there, Boston? Marcus Smart got y'all. <laughs> we fought. Yeah. We fought. We gonna figure it out. I never heard nothing about Boston since Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. Wow, you make you. Hey, we got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Don't disrespect us like this. Nah, me, don't do us like this. Don't do us like this. Y'all miss Brad Stevens. You got y'all miss him on a bit. (laughs) All right, you know what? We're moving on subject because y'all not about to gang up on my team right here. Mm, Y'all miss him as a coach, though. I ain't gonna lie. No, I mean, it's not even a coach in this thing. It's, it's like I said for the last like three, four seasons, it's all about ego when it comes to our players it, it they're spoiled they were able to get to the eastern conference finals several times and they think that they're better than what they are they think that they can do a solo dolo they cannot mm. they still need to rely on the team but when you have such young talent who is able to to overachieve that ego hits hard and that's that's what we're dealing with honestly because here's the thing i'll say about marcus smart he is the longest tenured uh celtics on the team He's been there the longest out of everybody. He's also one of the most selfless players. Like when he's when he speaks, you should listen. He's not saying it for just to say it. Like he he's been there. He was there in the aftermath of the 08 championship. He was there when we still had Garnett on the squad. He was there when we still had Paul Pierce. He he was able to learn from the OGs. And then he was there when we had Isaiah Thomas and we were able to win the number one seed when we went back to ECF. And then he was there when we got Jason Tatum and did all that. He's been there. He's seen it all. He is the heart and soul of the team. You watch Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown play. They are super talented, by far super talented. But you can also see that they think they can do it all by themselves. And that's not how – you're not LeBron James. (laughs) I've seen LeBron do it by himself. (laughs) You're not LeBron James. (laughs) It's like, stop it. Stop it. So, it's just – Annoying, annoying. But um, yeah, just uh, so tell us, what is the what is your favorite character from Icarus Metro right now? Who's your favorite character that you've created? Um, my first character, Juice. Um, she makes an appearance on page two of Icarus Metro one, and she isn't seen again to probably the last page of Icarus Metro two. Um, but she gets gets a she gets a little bit of a fight scene in Icarus three, and um, she isn't seen again until the end of Icarus four because like one of the later books she gets like a full book because she's the one who I did the web comic off of, mm-hmm. so I don't really want to like show her too much because it's like. Um, not only is it kind of like spoiling a little bit of the webcomic um, or, or what I'm planning to do with that, but it's also like, I want to give her a full ass story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's no need for me to really go into depth about her personality, her characters, but I'm planning to do something else with her. 
um, and then like flesh her out completely, like in like a bleach one piece type story. Cause that's my inspiration. Bleach in one piece. Okay. Yeah. I grew up a huge bleach. I mean, I, I grew up my first anime was Dragon Ball Z, of course. You know, I, I grew up my, my dad um picked me off to anime when I was four years old, unknowingly. Hey. Like unknowingly. Like, you know, it was just like a, I'm getting you ready for school. What do you want to watch? All I remember was watching the Saiyan saga. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm watching the Saiyan saga that I'm like four years old. That stuff is so cool with the charging up. I hear the screaming. I'm watching Dragon Ball Z, the world's strongest, dead zone. Uh Man, yo, world you know, strongest all the, you know, all the, the different Dragon Ball Z movies. I'm like, yeah, let me get that. Let me get that. I want this. I want this Dragon Ball Z Goku, Goku. Like, like they set me up with that, you know what I mean? Unknowingly. You know, I remember waking up, Kids WB, Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z. Pokemon in that order, you know what I mean? Staying up late at night, Yu Hakusho. Well, Yu Hakusho and Inuyasha weren't even late at night. They were like five or six timeline on Toonami. Mm-hmm. Hack Sign, Roni Kenshin. Uh, Gosh, you know, her Hack Sign in a long time. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, I grew up on that stuff, you know? And then, like, when Bleach came out, I was into Bleach. I was reading the book. Naruto came out. Um, I was actually reading Naruto before it came out in America because they used to print it in Shonen Jump. Mm-hmm. People didn't realize it came out in America in 2002. It was in Shonen Jump before that, you know? So I was reading that. I was reading um, uh, Haraku No Go and playing with the little No Go pieces. Uh, it was reading Bleach. I was reading, you know, they had this one thing, Beat the Bandle Buster. That never went nowhere. Claymore, um, Gintama, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I was like a super anime head back when anime wasn't popular. Um, so like that kind of like created the inspiration of why I wanted to go this route. So Juice is kind of like the the cultivation of like all my like different loves for different types of characters in anime. Um, so yeah, you know, she has powers electric um, embodiment of Zeus almost. It's like, she's like, she's supposed to be Zeus's successor. Okay. Uh, in my world, there is a dark dimension attached to attached to the regular Earth, right? In this dark dimension, um, there are um, twelve celestials that reign in this dark dimension, uh, with a lead celestial, a thirteenth um, celestial, and this and these celestials, of course, you know, go back and forth between dark dimension and the regular base Earth, um, with some staying on the base Earth. You know, of course, you know, hiding their powers and stuff like that. But there are people that are destined to succeed the celestial, unless they die, then there's gonna be another so another um successor granted power or born and stuff. Uh, so each celestial gets about two successors, but two potential successors. Mm-hmm. Um so Jupiter is one of the successors for Zeus, and you know, she has a very carefree lacks personality um very flirtatious um very uh fight hungry um yeah so that's just i I like the character because it's like i i have so much attached to it um of course there are other characters that i'm gonna flesh out too um but i haven't really built that like connection with it because it wasn't like my first it's like it's like when you have a first child you know what i mean 
like they're all my children, you know, and just like how some families are, some children ain't, ain't as special as the rest. Mm. But you know, I got that one child. I was like, all right, you know, that, that's that's the one, you know. It's one mm. that's gonna make me proud. Uh, no, nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I feel you. Yeah, that's kind of messed up. <laughs> that's kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that's my favorite character uh, so far. Um, of course, I can't say the character that I made after myself is my favorite. Um, because like his story is a little sad, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, you know, not deaf, but like I just made him the strongest in the world because of course it's me, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah you gotta make him. Yeah, I mean, I mean made, made him a little bit of a cheat code, you know what I mean? Mm. Especially when he's mad, you know. So um so yeah, yeah, that's that's my strongest. Um well picture, no picture, no, no, no picture, nothing. No, no picture. Mm-hmm. Well then, so something that um I know you had mentioned before, but I would like to talk about it some more. Um, go further into that is, as a black man, what made you decide to focus your comic universe on on a f- woman character, but then to also offer a full on cast of woman characters, especially black women and women of color. Um, but what because you know most people would think that oh you would do a male, but what brought you to this point? Always say they are women. I didn't want to make them all women. You know what I mean? Um, it's centered around one character because I wanted her back when I was, you know, creating this company with um my friend in the past, right? Um, our first comic wasn't based off of the characters that have for April's match. It was based off of a Hispanic-led team. Okay. Right? Uh, it was three guys and two girls on the team. And, um, you know, we're, we're both black, you know what I mean? So it's like, it wasn't, you know, there wasn't anything to it. It was just how it went. That was just like, you know, one character was Italian. We just wanted to make a diverse cast. Um, and then we were all like, uh, thinking of ideas to like have for different types of characters within this universe, because we were going to create a universe. And with this, with all these different ideas that we were planning and, and getting uh, situated, um, I came up with this with, with Juice, this one character. And um, I kind of just ran with it, man. Like, she was like, to my head, like the Spider-Man to Marvel. Not a part of the main group, of the not the main Avenger, but like the person with her own set of, um, her own rogues gallery. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's why I kind of like, she was just like the one I chose. Honestly, if I had the idea of the character based off of me first, then I would have um, had that character uh, first and then this character like in her story, in his story. Um, she is half Asian. She has an Asian mom and she has a black dad. My character is fully black, but I made my character her like second cousin or something like that like on her dad's side like her her dad and uh her dad and her dad is like an older cousin to my character you know like so i haven't worked out the family tree but you know being so uh I kind of made it so they're kind of related. So like, there's like a connection. So like when I eventually do his story or I can incorporate his story into 
her her story just so like without like any issue of like why is this guy here mm. you know what i mean um like why is he out of nowhere saving her from this villainous threat because he's family you know what i mean like they, you know she got back up uh so so yeah so that's um that's why i focused on on her um that's why i like send her as kind of my flat well Iris Metro was the flagship she would have been the flagship but her series is a lot longer because I wanted to do it as like a fleshed out story. Um, but yeah, you know, I get that question all the time. It's, it's, it's interesting um, because honestly, I, I didn't really necessarily know the answer. Like it just happened that way, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, like Simone Stone, the character from the first book is actually, was actually drawn in the image of my sister. So my sister actually came up with that character. Um, she actually came out the characters, she came out the characters' powers, and I fleshed out all the other characters. She came out the character, the villain and proxy. I changed the powers a little bit, but you know, you know, she came out with that. I came out with everything else, and the the series was actually going to be named like Simone Stone, the author, um, back when I was like idealizing it in 2017. But then I like stopped for a couple of years, and I came back last year. And I just said, okay, it's Icarus Metro. Let me kind of like sum up what her story would have been in this first issue and also lead into the next issue, um, but then have room. So the characters that she created and I create are like here together. You know what I mean? Mm. Okay. I like that though. Like, yeah. I like the fact that you uh, develop the character off of your family member and stuff like that. Oh, most of the characters are called my family members, man. Yeah, that's how pretty much all my stories are. They're just yeah, most of them. Every every character in my story that is black is based off of a family member. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. every every single every single character. Um, if it's not looks, it's personality. Mm-hmm. If the story I have where a character is based off of me, um, I got a character that that looks like my cousin. I got a character that looks like my uncle. I got a character that looks like my little cousin. Um, the character Percy Net in this image, I mean, in Icarus 2, is actually based off of um, one of my baby pictures. And like an aged version of my baby picture. And um, well, of course, it didn't age to me because I ate a lot of McDonald's. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, um, uh, you know, it's just, yeah, I got a lot of, like, inspiration from, like, different, like, pictures. And, of course, you know, you got to ask and stuff like that. Hey, this cool. I mean, you know, they, they don't got no problem with it because people don't see it as big, you know. But you mm. get that, keep a record of it, and then you're good, you know. Yeah. That's fair. Um, so, first of all, um, as we as we wrap up to close, uh, tell us where we can find you, you know, give us all our social media so people can uh, look out for you and please promote the Kickstarter that you guys have currently live for sure. Oh, if you oh, want to rehash the benefits that people can win and the tiers that you may offer, please do that. Please do that. 
All right, sounds good. Hey, everybody. Um, again, this is Calvin Chambers, uh, founder of Icarus Metro Comics. You can find us at IcarusMetroComics.com if you just like to buy a first issue or if you want to wait for the uh, other issue. But I prefer you go back to Kickstarter today. Uh, so if you're back to Kickstarter today, you can get the first copy of the first issue. You can get issue two, uh, any cover. You can get cover A, cover B, or cover C. Cover C is a double-sided cover. Um, so you'll definitely get a lot of uh, content with the Kickstarter, including stickers, post mat, po uh, ugh, ooh, oh wow, okay, magnetic postcard, uh, prints. You can get a beanie. You can get a neck scarf, mask. You can get a um, a streetwear shirt. You can get different Funko. Um, you can get um, you know just a whole bunch of different things. I believe you can get a hoodie. I think. I think I put the hoodie back on there. Hey. Um, but, you know, you can get a lot with the Kickstarter. Definitely start your journey today with us, you know, start your journey with us, um, you know, become a fan, become a lifelong fan, because I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And uh, honestly, um, I can't see myself stopping this. This is just, it, it's it's an outlet. It's a good outlet for me to create, for me to put stuff out there and for me to make sure that, um, not only am I providing a service to you, but I'm providing a service to the world with content. Um, so on social media channels, it's Icarus Metro Comics, um, you know, on Instagram and TikTok, you can find us at Icarus Metro on Twitter. You can find us, I think you can find us at Icarus Metro Comics on Facebook too. Um, if you want to check us out on Reddit, it's Icarus Metro Comics. Um, if you want to find us on Snapchat, we do not have a Snapchat. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to say, damn. <laughs> right? Like, okay, they make sure they hit all forms of uh, social media. But but um, you can definitely check me out on twitch.tv slash kunautics. Um, you know, I will be, you know, I, I do game a little bit. Um, you know, so you'll definitely check me out there because I'll be talking about the comic. You can hear more from me um, and what I'm looking to do um you know as a creator myself so definitely i'm um, looking to uh push out more work um, more content write more and definitely provide more stories for you to love and enjoy that's it for me right but um ladies and gentlemen you know who it is it is laburu himself the gen of apocalypse anikulapo son of dark side um of course by all means make sure you support inside the mind of a blurred Head over to the merchant merch shop. Uh, link is in the bio. Check out my Naka Mixer, of course. Um, you also check out my own podcast, the Osa and A podcast. New episode drops two times a week for the moment until we take a little bit of a break in December. Uh, check out Anime Lately. Careful for spoilers. Uh, make sure you also check out Spicy Lady Gaming on Twitch. You know how you you know everything that we do. You know how the community is about what we're all about and how much fun we have. And uh, CEO Steve, take it away. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Scuba Steve one four two eight on all social media. Um, follow the Inside the Mind of a Blur podcast page if you follow the the Blur Mind the Blur Mind Pod on Twitter and inside the mind of a blurred on instagram and when you follow that click the link tree you can find everybody that's part of the show that's part of the team um all their twitches and things of that nature and uh get some merch from the blur shop um with that being said thank you again man for reaching out and uh you know coming out to do this interview man like for real for real this is something that we love doing so 
Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Oh yeah, no problem, no problem. Thank you for having me, man. I definitely enjoyed the conversation. Um, you know, definitely thank y'all for letting me, you know, talk my stuff. You know, uh, comic, and you know, definitely helped me, you know, get this out there. And you know, hey, man, this conversation is wonderful. Talk about anime, talk about sports, uh, talk about you know, mm-hmm. being a creator. You know, pros and cons, the whole nine. You know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We appreciate Thanks. it. And so you know what it is, y'all. Hit mop out.